Thanks, Stacy. Good morning, Bill. Um, with Quinn clearing waivers, I was curious, is he uh, going to grab one of those open practice squad spots? He is. Excellent. Thank you. And um, with, uh, I was curious, what at what point this week will, at, at any point, will you start to consider weather considerations in, uh, uh, you know, talking to the players or, or assessing how the game might be played? I guess, like, is it a day before, two days? Not even, you know, once you get to the stadium, what does that look like for you? For you? Um, yeah, usually, you know, talk about it once we know for sure when it is, which a lot of times that's when we get to the stadium. It's hard to really think, hang your hat on a lot of predictions here. So we'll, we'll go with the known information, understanding what it obviously could be. We're not, we're not expecting, you know, overheating and fans on the sideline. Next question, Chris Ryan, followed by Andrew Callahan. Hey, Bill, how are you? Good, Chris. I want to kind of build upon that from, from Mike and talk a little bit about, you know, preparation where, whether it's your players, um, if, uh, opposing coaches, everybody talks about how this team is prepared and, what is your kind of your philosophy around that in, in regard to weather or just generally speaking, is that something that has built out over a period of time or is that evolved on how to intricately, intricately prepare for an opponent fundamentals, things of that nature? Yeah. Well, again, I would say on the weather, we don't really spend a lot of time on that. We practice in a variety of conditions uh, from the start of training camp to the end of the season. So, Whenever they come up, they come up. Um, you know, we learn from those. Those may or may not be what we get that particular week, but somewhere along the line, it could could come into play. So, you know, we talk about that and how it would affect certain plays, situations, ball handling, etc. So, it's kind of a continual conversation that we have on that. Is it a challenge, though, particularly on the weather side, because you could replicate certain things in practice so that they're not seeing something for the first time in a game, but Obviously, certain guys will be seeing certain weather conditions for the first time. How do you try to prepare somebody for, you know, like Ramondre Stevenson as an example, who hasn't seen snow before, what it may be like to play in a, a game of that nature and instill that aspect of preparation? Yeah, well, I don't think there's too much we haven't seen. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, we haven't seen a lot of snow this year, I guess. It's, but, I mean, I don't know what we can do about that. We practice in wind, we practiced in sunny days, cloudy days, windy days, calm days, hot days, cold days, wet days, dry days. And I don't know, like what what's it gonna be? So whatever it is, it is, and if we haven't done it then we'll have to adjust to it, but we've we've dealt with most everything. Thanks. Next question, Andrew Callahan. Hey, Bill. Um, I wanted to ask you about the rotations you've had defensively. And I know rotating is something you know that, that's not unique to this season, but specific to the linebackers and the corners, was the late bye week that you've here, had here coming up at all a factor in terms of making sure that guys are going to be rested until you get to that bye week, knowing it's later than I think you've had um, since you got to New England? All right. Well... Uh, honestly, the decisions each week are 
pretty much based on that week, you know, what we need to try to do to win that game and and then deal with next week, next week. Um, you know, on a specific injury or a player's physical condition, that, you know, that could be a little different part of the conversation, but just in terms of playing the game and do what we need to do to win, that's that's hard enough every week. So we put everything we can into into trying to win each game and and then when the game's over, we um, tee it up and, and be ready to do it again. And then on Brian Dable, really quickly, you know, since he was on your staff, where have you seen um, him put, you know, his own imprint on the system he's running now, the kind of flavor that might be different from what, you know, he was helping run when he was on your staff? Yeah, well, we've gone against Brian a number of times before. Um, in Buffalo and on other teams as well. He's a good coach. He's well prepared. Um, and as a game plan coach, he attacks what you do and does a good job of it and puts a lot of pressure on the defense. So I'm sure we'll see that again Monday night. Our next question comes from Buffalo. Mookie Hawkins, <coughs> followed by Doug Hyde. Mookie, sorry, you're uh, muted. We're going to jump ahead to Doug Kine. We'll come back to you, Mookie. Uh, Bill, how's it going? Good, Doug. Uh, Matthew Judon's been very complimentary of the pass coverage this season, saying that you know, a lot of his sacks have been coverage sacks. Have you seen the pass coverage uh, help out the, the pass rush and vice versa this season? Uh, right. Well, it's, a, it's all about complimentary defense and and playing good team defense, so one without the other is not not very effective. When you can combine um, good pass coverage with a good pass rush, then that leads to you know, negative plays. Could lead to sacks. Could lead to interceptions. Could lead to um, you know pass breakups and pressures and things like that. So um, absolutely, team team defense is is what we're always trying to trying to do well and. Um, I think if you can match the coverage and match the rush at about the time the quarterback's trying to throw the ball, that's that's really what you're looking to do. And as I said, one without the other, um, you know, you'd probably make a couple plays on that. But overall, in the long run, it's just not going to be enough because you just you have a good rush and the ball's out and it's completed, or you have them covered with no rush and eventually quarterbacks and receivers are too good in this league and they'll get open. So. You know, we've got to try to marry, marry those together. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll go back to Mookie Hawkins, followed by Mark Gaughan. <clears throat> Coach, Mookie Hawkins, Waffle Sports today. Good morning, sir. Good morning. A couple questions for you, man. Um, for years, you've been able to keep teams off balance with balance. And the way you game plan, you drive on taking away what teams does best. You know I mean? For over 20 years, Coach, what attributes that? I've been coaching a lot longer than 20 years, but it's you know, try to do whatever you can to do to win that week. That's really what it comes down to. Each week's different. Each week has its own challenges, and you look at the way the game matches up and what your opportunities are and what your opponent does and you know, try to figure it out from there. But, I mean, ultimately, it's about the players. They're the ones that make the plays. They're the ones that 
you know, execute the whatever it is, offense, defense, special teams that, that are out there. So, you know, you can actually know it all you want, but um, you, you need good players to win. And um, and the games that we've won, our, our, our players have, have played well enough to win. They've made the plays they need to make. So it's really, it really comes down to having good players. Absolutely, Coach. One more, if I may. Um, with all the Super Bowl wins and the accomplishments, what fuels that fire to keep you hungry to keep going, Coach? Yeah, well, none, none of what happened in the past really means anything. You know, we've won some, we've lost games, whatever it is. But, you know, right now this week it's a challenge of, you know, this team against Buffalo in 2021. First time we've played them. We play them a couple times here, you know, in a short period of time. But, you know, this is the game to focus on. And so put everything we have into this one and, you know, go up to Buffalo and try to be as competitive as we can against a, you know, a good football team that's well coached, uh, that plays well that competes well, that's tough. And, um, you know, we need our best game. So that's what we're striving for this week. Good luck Monday night, Coach. Appreciate it. Mark on Buffalo News. Yes, Coach, uh, you've said many times, or several times anyway, that there's no criteria for the Hall of Fame, and that's absolutely true. There isn't for any of the major Hall of Fames. Um, do you, I mean, people have talked about, for instance, a longevity criteria, but then worried that somebody like uh, Gail Sayers would have been left out. The question is, do you think the Hall of Fame should make an effort, whatever that means, make an effort to come up with some uh, limp, some criteria that would at least in some cases allow for the automatic uh, inclusion of some people. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. Um, I've never advocated automatic anything. Um, and I think every rule can can have exceptions, especially on something like this. So whatever the criteria is, there could certainly be a um, a person that doesn't meet that criteria that's worthy of that selection if everybody agrees and thinks that they are. So I, I just think it would be a lot easier if you had some something to at least ballpark measure what, what we're talking about here. But right now I'm focused on Buffalo and the Bills and I'm not going to worry about that. Thank you. John Warrow, Associated Press. Hi, Bill. Uh, from your perspective, what challenges do teams face when attempting to replace, you know, a player of the caliber of Tredavious White? Just, just uh, what are the challenges that, you know, when, when you when you lose a player like that, the teams face? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, that's every team deals with that every week. So you have to have backups for every position. Uh, you get into the kicking game, you might need. Um, you, know, you might need to replace a guy on four or five teams. Um, so it could be, you know, multiple guys, um, again, depending on what the person's role is and so forth. So, you know, every time you go into a game, you have to have, you know, who's your backup this, who's your backup that, who's your backup kicker, who's your backup punter, who's your backup quarterback, backup, you know, everything. So that's, that's football. That's competitive sports. Um, you know, we all deal with it every week. You never know for sure when it's going to happen. Um, you know, if a person's out for a longer period of time, then you, you know, you make your best arrangements that you can based on what you have. But, you know, that could change in one play in any given game. Thank you. Welcome. Next question, Phil Perry. <clears throat> hey, Bill, um, just wanted to ask you about Star Latulale. Um, it looks like, you know, I know he's missed the last few weeks here, but 
he um, is practicing, I guess, and, and may play Sunday. What would he add to that Bills front? Another good player in it. <laughs> yeah, they're, seen, they got a good. Seen... They're very good up there. They they have good depth and good good talent. Um, yeah, they just keep coming coming in waves. They got a couple big waves of guys there. So, um, you know, they're they're all tough. They're they're good playmakers. They're they're consistent. I mean, it's they have a good defense. Obviously, they have one of the best defenses in the league. Um, and they're good at everything, but you know they've got good good front. They've got good linebackers, and they have good secondary. And they're experienced. They play together. Um, they certainly know how to execute the defense, make adjustments. Um, and it's hard to fool them. You got to earn it. They don't make many bad plays. Um, they're they're very well coached. Um, you know, Sean and Leslie and their staff do a really really good job. Um, fundamentally, they do a good job schematically. Um, it's obviously one of the best defenses that we've played, and we play year in and year out. They always, they always make it hard, and and they'll make it hard again Monday night. We'll have to, as I said, do a good job, play our best game. Thanks, Josh. Welcome. Uh, take two final questions here. Uh, Matt Wilzonski, uh, followed by Tyler Boronski. Morning, Coach. Hey, good morning. Um, just wanted to ask you about Dawson Knox. You know, I know he's having a career season for Buffalo. What have you seen on tape and your overall thoughts on him? Yeah, he's a good player. We've had, um, you know, certainly had trouble with him before. Um, you know, very competitive in every phase of the game. You know, good hands, good receiver, can make plays down the field, converts third downs, good in the red area. Um, you know, competitive blocker can detach from the line of scrimmage from the formation. Can play attached to the line to the formation. Sometimes in the backfield, not a lot, but you know, has versatility to go back there and do things. So, you know, he's a versatile player that uh, you know, Coach Dable moves around and you know, utilizes in different different ways, different matchups, different formations, and, um, and he's done a good job for him. One more quick one um, regarding special teams. You know, Nick Folks had trouble in the wind before. Um, I know it was it was almost a decade ago at this point. But on the Bills side, Marquez Stevenson got his first start on punt returns. You know, how important will special teams be on Monday? Yeah, it's always important. And you know, Buffalo is always a you know a challenging place to play because um, the wind will affect the kicking game more than it'll affect the passing game. So as it relates to field position, ball handling. Um, you know, field goal range, direction of the kicks, so forth. Um, obviously, it's, it'll be a key factor in the game, depending on what it is. Um, but that's, you know, it's part of the, the challenge of, um, you know, playing there. Be the same for both teams, and, you know, we'll see how, how everybody handles it. But it'll definitely be a factor. Again, more of a factor in the kicking game than the passing game, although it could affect the passing game, but it'll affect the kicking game first. And last question, Tyler Bronski. Hey, Bill. Uh, one asked about a comment Jacoby made yesterday. He mentioned that he felt Nelson could be a head coach someday because of how much he wants to just know every little detail of every play. What can you tell about how much uh, Nelson appreciates just intricate details and understanding situations from your football conversations with him? Yeah, Nelly's a smart guy. He's got a you know good level of experience. He's played in a couple different systems and you know played multiple positions inside, outside, and uh, and as I said, played 
in different passing systems. So, you know, he has a pretty good familiarity with, you know, the different aspects of the passing game. Um, and obviously the, the, the way that they're defended. Um, so, you know, he's, he's a smart guy. I'm not sure exactly what his career goals are. I think the immediate ones to go up and, and, you know, play well against Buffalo. That's what we're all looking for, but you know, he's a smart player and I'm sure, you know, he'll have a great career after football in whatever area he chooses to pursue. Thank you, coach. Thanks everyone. All right. Great. Thank you.